You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You are listening to Satellite Sisters, and we're always so happy to be here. I'm Liz Dolan. I live in Santa Monica, California with my dog, Hooper, who's laying, if you can see over my shoulder, he's laying on the bed behind me. Uh-huh. I, I am a marketer and a fan of deep water aerobics, which we are coming back to later on in the show. Okay. Well, hi, Liz. This is Julie. Hi, Julie. I am the eldest sister. Okay. Thanks to Satellite Sister listener, Bonnie. She told me that I should not say I'm the oldest sister. I should say I'm the eldest. Okay. Oh, so okay. this is my new uh, new title, okay. eldest That sister. makes it sound like you're in an Edith Wharton novel or something. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just in Dallas, Texas, and I'm a podcaster, and I'm not in a novel. But so happy to be with you here today, right? Okay. So breaking news, Leanne is not here today, and here's why. This is the final week before she has the first draft of her new novel due to her publisher in New York. So she is hunkered down finishing that. Uh, she's on it, right, Jewel? She's I totally think on she, it. I, I think I, I have not been uh, con- communicating with her. Didn't want to disturb her. If she's in a writing zone, I want her to keep writing. Mm-hmm. I, she, I She felt confident she was going to make her deadline. Yeah. And uh, we wish her well. Yes. <laughs> I did notice, though, if you follow Leanne on Facebook, Leanne Dolan, Yesterday, she posted something about mini poodles. I, I saw that. So apparently she's taking mini poodle breaks, but it's related to her new book, which we don't know anything about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, so, that's yeah, it's, yeah, don't yeah. ask us questions about her new book. We don't know anything. Okay? We don't know. We never answer on her behalf. Yes. Behalf. So anyway, so here we go with an opening in the lineup. We thought this was the perfect time to get an update from special guest Sheila Dolan. I know. Isn't this exciting? You know, a lot longtime listeners know that Sheila is one of our middle sisters. Okay. I mean, technically, you're sort of a middle sister, Uh and our sister Monica is sort of a middle sister. But Sheila is the most middle of the middle sisters, and she is mere weeks away from becoming a first-time grandmother, Mm -hmm. which is just so exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I I am going to be providing Sheila with some uh, grandmother guidance. Okay, it's not not these are not. I mean, she she will make her own way with her with her new grandchild. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to provide some insights that I've learned along the way as a grandmother. And okay. Okay. So Sheila will be joining us in a bit, but also we're going to talk about our satellite sisters of the week, and that would be Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they really are our satellite sisters of the week. <laughs> okay. Good point. So Good plus, point. Julie, on the serious side, you lived in Russia for five years, so you're going to be providing some perspective, answering some of my questions on all things Putin, because the news from Russia is, let's just say, not good. No, correct, Liz. That, okay. would, be, that would be good. Yes. Okay. 
but we're coming back to that. Let's warm up with the Big Ten, shall we? <laughs> so, so you spent the weekend in State College, Pennsylvania. Yes. You and your husband both went to graduate school there. Correct. I can remember driving to Penn State many times to visit you. So how's everything in Happy Valley? What, well, what I mean, oh, good, doing? Liz. I'm so glad you remembered it was Happy Valley. Yes. 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 My husband and I are members of a society there, okay, Ooh. as alums, okay? It's not a group. It's not a board. It's not a council. It's a society. I, okay. I, I can't explain it, but that's that's what it is. So from time to time, and certainly we haven't been since before COVID, so we were very happy to make the journey uh, to State College, Pennsylvania. But we were most happy that we had a lot of time for one-on-one conversations with faculty and students. So, I mean, great insight, Liz, about what's going on on campuses sort of in the post-COVID era. I mean, first, you know, when you think about it, I mean, they State College, uh, Penn State, like a lot of universities, you know, they've been operating completely remotely in terms of all their instructions. Uh, But this year, students are back. Um, But you know what the faculty were saying? A couple of things. Number one, they said that students are going to have to learn how to study again, which I was sort of sort of surprised at that. Yeah, the faculty members said, you know, that during COVID and when with the remote learning, all the tests, quizzes, exams were open book. That was the oh. only way they could do it. Because oh, yeah, because you couldn't pretend otherwise because there was no supervision over the students taking the test. Right. Yeah. So for the last like year and a half, everything has been open book. So but this this year, not so much. And so kids. Okay. So so that's a big, that's a big switch for students, you know, and for many students who've just started at universities, you know, they don't, you know, so some new skills are being developed uh this fall. Okay. Um, They also said it was particularly hard on grad students, you know, because grad students, there's a whole mentoring process that goes on between faculty members and their and the grad students, a lot of one on one. And they didn't have the opportunity to do that. I mean, you know, the Zoom calls, we all know they just wasn't the same. So they're really happy that everyone's back. But they did say the third thing, the observation that struck me is things are still kind of optional on campus. Like if it, at any time as a student, you feel like you want to opt out and do the course online or not show up for class or not show up to participate in like extra seminars or group meetings, mm-hmm. you don't have to show up. So guess what's happening? You know, I got to say, when I imagine that for me in my college year, yeah. Yeah. Every morning when I woke up, I got to ask myself, do I really want to go or could I just do it here from my room? I mean, I'm I'm guessing half the time I might have just opted out. Is yeah, that there's some opting out. That's yeah. what the faculty said. <laughs> I mean, they have some participation, but they can't always they can't guarantee participation. And they, you know, and there's no there's no penalty right now for opting out. So there's opting out. Okay. okay. The students that we talked to, what a what a treat, you know, to really sit one-on-one with students talking to them about their futures, what they like about school and everything. That was really fun for us. They are so happy to be back on campus. Okay. I mean, Liz, think about how miserable it was. I mean, they talked about like you know, many of them had rented apartments in State College, so they had to 
they couldn't get out of the rent. So they had to, they stayed in their apartments and just were on Zoom calls and on the computer all day. That's all they did for a year. Just dreadful. Dreadful. So they're really happy that they can be back in classes, that they can be in laboratories, that they can be interacting with other students, you know, and that... But they, I said, I asked a couple of the students, I said, what is their biggest, um, you know, sort of challenge on campus this fall? And they, they said time management because they actually have to go to places and show up at things. I'm finding that even in my life. Yes. yes. I, I, I management. Always, yes. You are yes. correct. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Okay. So, so, but that, you know, it was just, it was great to see, it was great to be, you know, to, to, you know, after what has been such a hard time and we've all yeah. had a hard time yeah. uh, to just see that engagement again. And to, you know, to think, th- I think there's a, a lot of optimism on campus that better days are ahead. So that's good. Now I will say the one thing that, uh, that there was no opting out of is uh, the big game, Liz, the big, oh. big 10 game. Yes. Penn state had a home football match uh, this weekend against central Michigan, um, Penn state. Okay. Played- which is good. All right. Nittany okay. Lions. I remember Nittany that. Lions. Nittany okay. Lions. Okay. A hundred and six thousand people in the stadium. Okay. The stadium. Hall, yeah. hundred and six thousand. So no, wow. no, not much opting out of that. The student section was going crazy. Now, Liz, you know, when we were grad students, uh, we didn't have a lot of money and we certainly didn't have a lot of time. So we really didn't go to a lot of football games so we we just but we went this time and we we had a great time because of the the production of it and which has gotten you know so much bigger in in the last couple of decades i'll say i mean i mean do you know there's a dj on the field liz during the whole game you're kidding no dj on the field i like that but at the same time they still have baton twirlers okay you gotta love that i mean i haven't seen baton twirling in quite some time they have there's a lot you live in in texas you can find again i'm sure if we go to the big games here you know they would have baton twirling you know they have dance troops they have cheerleaders i mean they uh we have the blue band which is enormous and fantastic uh so there's just, just fireworks the student section is out of control they have so much enthusiasm so all in all it was a very you know exciting and fun time to be in state college in happy valley that's so great yeah i know we have a lot of listeners who work in university environments we would love to hear like what are you experiencing is it great to be back what are the things that are still hard it is a it was a trans a quick transition to like go remote but i'm sure it's also a jarring transition to try to bring it all back and get it all going. And again. it's not, again, they, uh, Penn state has instituted a flexible work um, workplace, Liz. Oh. So again, they're opting out too. There's a lot of opting out. People are not, you know, they're not always in the buildings. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a flexible time. And so that just uh, a, a lot of flexibility going on there. Flexibility. And there may be some gaps that as an alum, that's what I was worried about. But uh-huh. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, that's nice. That sounds like a fun weekend in State College. I'm happy you and your husband could do that. But now I have I have some more serious questions for you, Julie, okay. because we are very lucky here at Satellite Sisters that um, that we have a Russian expert on staff and <laughs> and, and that is you. Um, you lived in, you and your husband lived in Russia for five years. 
Uh, I visited Russia twice, but I do not have the expertise uh, that you have. And there's just so much Russian news. Could I just ask you a couple of questions about all the news that's coming out sure, right now? Sure. Obviously, since the since Putin declared war on Ukraine, it's just very hard to keep up with what is really happening. So question number one, Putin, you, you've always said that you're keep your, keeping your eyes on him yes. and you've never trusted him. No. You've always said he's worse than we can even imagine. Sometimes I get the feeling now that his master plan is to like restore the Soviet Union. When you think about him, what is he after? What does Vladimir Putin really want? Well, I do think he wants territory, Liz. And I think he's showing us, he's showing the world that he wants the ter territory, you know, that, uh, and, you know, I, I've said this to you, like when we lived in Moscow, I mean, they never took down the maps of the former Soviet Union. Everywhere you went, whether it was museums or public buildings, they had, you know, the maps of, you know, Russia's greatness during the, the Soviet mm -hmm. period of the Soviet Union. And, uh, you know, I do think that he feels like this territory, in particular in Ukraine, is Russian and that he is reclaiming this in the name of Russia. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it is like a zero-sum game. Uh, you know, I've also mentioned that my husband, who did business in Russia, said that the negotiating style for most Russians is I win or we both lose. I mean, that's oh, okay. okay. There's no win win. There's no win win. So the idea that perhaps Putin might enter into negotiations, peace negotiations, I, I, I don't think that's really going to happen. I think it's, you know, I unfortunately, I think, uh, you know, we're looking at a much longer war because of this, I win or we both lose approach to negotiating. So, okay. All right. So that takes us to my question number two, which is so last week he declared this mobilization of yeah. Russian men, which is just a widespread draft of Russian men back into the military. Right. And it has it has not gotten a great reaction in Russia. So what do you make of what's happening with the mobilization? I mean, well, for I'm again, from my experience that the Russians I knew did everything they could to keep their sons out of the military because the military, uh, even when I was there, was very undersupplied. Mothers complained to me that if their sons went into the army, they did, they weren't fed. They didn't have any food. There was also a great deal of brutality. Um, there wasn't a lot of discipline in the ranks uh, between the Russian officers and the new recruits. So the the hazing was really intense. Oh, wow. So, so you know, that's the starting point. So now in the middle of a protracted war, I can imagine that, you know, trying, you know, that people are trying to get out of serving in the military because it's even worse. And that's why you see so many countries that border uh, Russia have now closed their borders, Liz, because people were trying to get out. They want to, you know, they're they're trying to, to not serve in the military. I saw that last week, one of the big Google searches in Russia was how to break your arm. At I one saw point, that. that. I heard that. Did on you the see news, that? Right. Yeah. That yeah. was a peak search. And it was anything you could do to get out of your arm, uh, to get out of the army. I mean, yeah. people used to try to bribe their way out of the army. I mean, I heard stories about that. So, um, you know, I think, you know, I, I do think that they are, again, because either they're going to win or 
or both sides are going to lose. There is this escalation going on for sure. It must be really terrifying for a lot of Russians. I think maybe we're a little bit blindsided by this because the news they get is not true. That's right. right. They're they're only seeing the propaganda. So all of a sudden to have this major draft must have been shocking. You know, and I know there has been protests and I know, um, but I think that um, Putin uh, will really just clamp down. I mean, that you will see an intensification of the police state that is going on in Russia, you know, uh, because he is still selling his oil so that that some of the economic harm that we hope to, you know, impose on Russia uh, through the sanctions hasn't really worked that well because China and India is, you know, they're still buying Russian oil. Okay. All right. Now, the third area I want to ask about is much more personal, it's yeah. much more family oriented. Your daughter-in-law, Vera, is Russian. That's correct. Uh, she met your son when they were both working in Moscow. I believe your grandchildren speak Russian, right? Yes, yes so- they do, Liz. Yes. So they, don't do like, they-, they don't like Nana to speak Russian. Oh. They have said that. You know, from an early age, they were like, Nana, please don't speak Russian. That hurts my ears. They just like <sighs> laugh at my pronunciation of things. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, yeah, I mean, I know that Vera is very proud of her heritage. She grew yes. up in Kyrgyzstan, but of Russian uh, ethnicity. So what is, what do what does Vera make of this? I mean, this is really painful for Vera because she obviously objects to what Putin is doing. And it is very hard for her, you know, as an American citizen, but uh, of Russian, uh, you know, of descent to watch this brutality. I mean, she really doesn't like to talk about it too much. You know, uh, her parents are, st- are are in Kyrgyzstan. They are safe, um, you know, uh, and so I know she always worries about them. Um, but, you know, Vera is very proud of her Russian heritage, of the culture, the history, the tra- traditions. And she has really tried to provide that for her children, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, very important that they speak the language and that they, you know, that, uh, you know, they have all gone to Russian school here in Dallas, Texas. Oh, really? Where, I, I, yeah. I didn't even know that. So that's yes. like, they, yeah, so they that's go to like a, an after school program that they go on, to? On Saturdays, they go, go to a Russian school so that they can learn uh, again about Russian culture and history and traditions. And they've all enjoyed it and it's all been fun for them. So, um, but, you know, certainly now I've noticed with um, with the older kids that they don't really like to talk about it a lot either mm-hmm. because because it is really painful and because it is um, so devastating what's going on in Ukraine. And, you know, you know, there's so many innocent people have been um, have been killed or harmed by Putin's aggression. So um it's a difficult situation, Liz, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, because Alice, your oldest granddaughter, she's a freshman in high school now, right? Sophomore, Liz, yes. Sophomore, yeah. oh, sophomore, okay. Who? my God. Yeah, I know, up stay up, stay up. <laughs> stay, stay with it, Liz, okay. No, but I'm sure in any high school environment, there's a lot of conversation yeah. about what's going on in that part of the world now when they hear there's a war in Europe. It's just she must have a very unique perspective on that, even when she's talking to her classmates in Dallas. And she's, you know, obviously born, raised in America. So she's an American, but 
that must be super hard. Yeah. I mean, and I think they they have some sense. They they understand propaganda, you know, which is good. And I yeah. think that if, yeah. if any yeah. lesson, you know, for a young person that they understand how a government can use propaganda to, you know, uh, to uh, to really support a particular cause and that I think it will make them smarter, you know, as they as they grow up because they understand that. Okay. Wow. This is going to go on for a long time, don't you think? I think so. That's that's what I that's what I'm afraid, you know, mm-hmm. that again that I don't see I think the fact that he is, you know, uh, bringing up these troops, I don't know how long it will take to train them, but it doesn't sound like he's um interested really into um entering into any kind of peace negotiations uh because because that's because the Russians or Putin doesn't negotiate. That's not That's what they the do. problem. Right. Okay. Well, we are lucky okay. to have you here as our consultant. I, I hope um, now that I brought everybody down with that. No, list, now I'm, we're going to totally bring people up because we have the return of Sheila Dolan. You know, we have we have a lot of new new listeners uh, over the past year, and a lot of them were introduced to Sheila this summer, Julie, when we ran some classic episodes. And yes, she is. She is. She she is. She has some, a starring role in many classic episodes. Yes, she does. Really, if there's an episode that we have marked hilarity ensues, chances are that features Sheila prominently. But today we want to talk to her because she's entering a whole new era in her life. Her first grandchild is due in just a few weeks. Yeah, I'm so excited. We have lots of questions for her and some guidance. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's, That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. And we are back and we are super excited. Look who's here. It's Sheila Dolan. Sheila, welcome back to Satellite Sisters. Thank you so much, sisters. It's great to be back. Woo! The dream team, Julie and Liz. It's well, it's so funny sitting here looking at you. We left our videos on because it's you, and this is a special occasion. So you are sitting in your bedroom closet, and Julie is sitting in her bedroom closet. That's right. But I Julie's just... closet looks a lot more glamorous than mine. <laughs> Yours looks very cozy, Sheila. I like I like it. I think it's good. I all it things like cozy. Some... New All York City, closet. New York City closet. So, so Julie, I feel like it's your job to welcome Sheila into urban nanahood. Yes, as of course, as our listeners know, Sheila is going to be a grandmother because her daughter Ruthie and her husband Jeremy are expecting their first child. Uh, in Sheila, are we saying the uh, the due date when I when 
October 12th, a That's baby so girl. That's baby so exciting. Girl. So exciting. <laughs> well, well, Sheila, you know, I, I, um, there's an old expression, um, and mom, uh, bought a pillow for me, uh, when, uh, I think she got it at Tuesday morning. What's that place called? Is <laughs> oh, that no. Tuesday yes. morning, but it's a cute little pillow and it had an embroidered, embroidered on it. It says, when a child is born, so is a grandmother. Oh, think Julie. about that. I have a friend, Ju- I have another friend, Julie, and she is going to make me a pillow with that, ex- uh, that phrase on there. I think it's an old, a nice old, you know, old wives phrase. And uh, when it's ready, Sheila, you're going to get one of those, but this I cannot is, wait. Yes. I know, but this is a big moment. I mean, yes, it's a big moment for the new parents and obviously for the baby, but it's a big moment for you because you are going to be taking on a new role. Huge, Julie. I mean, I just cannot believe it. Yeah. And from everything you've told me and everything everyone else has shared with me, it's kind of the best job in the world, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, mean, isn't it just just free loving all the time? (laughs) You are just pouring love on that child nonstop. That's your only, that's your only job. That's the whole job description. Just pour the love on that child. Okay. That, that's your job, you know? Yes. and there's nothing um, more fulfilling. In fact, what people tell you about it, it, it's it's going to be even more wonderful than that. I think you you really underestimate the connection that you are going to make with this new human being. It's uh, I'm so excited for you, Sheila. So, how are you feeling, Sheila? Are you nervous? I feel so. I feel a little bit nervous, but basically ready and willing. And I have all sorts of ideas of how I can be the best grandmother in the world, but I need to run some of these ideas by you, Julie, because okay. you are truly an urban Nana, which I will be. Yes. Yes. And, um, and yet this is 2022 and things have changed and there are all sorts of new people that could get in the mix, like doulas and all sorts mm-hmm. of people like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I want to, I want to run some things by you, Julie. Okay. Okay. Oh, this well, is go ahead. Good. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, and Liz, feel free to just chime in with your advice. It's not uh, my area of expertise, but sure. <laughs> There's loads, loads of advice waiting for you in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, but uh, go for it, Sheila. Okay. So, as you said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I, I have a full-time job that I need to go to during the day, yes. unfortunately. Yes. So mm-hmm. I can't just spend all day with baby. So I wanted to propose to my daughter and her husband just sort of like a package. I want to offer them a package that I am willing to do the, two times a week during the week and then once on the weekend. So stay with me. I'm so I work full time in a school. Now I'm normally absolutely wrung out at the end of the day because you give give your all with, to your students. That's the reason right. why. Yes, but am I wrong in assuming like when the baby's born, I'll have a newfound energy, Julie? <laughs> I mean, will I be able to yeah. spring into action at 3.30 every afternoon and get down there by four? Because what I would like to propose is a package between four and six. I would like to go down and offer my daughter and her husband 
a cleaning dinner package during the week. Maybe Ooh. twice twice a week, Julie. First, Sheila, let's start with that. I think it's a, a, a fantastic idea. Fantastic okay. idea. Okay, first of all, you are going to have the energy because you are going to meet this human being and you're going to fall so in love with this child like that's all you're going to want to do. I'll be racing out of of school. And then the other thing that your package, what I love about it, Sheila, (laughs) is it allows the parents to be the parents. Okay. One of the pieces of advice I was going to give to you is like, zip it. Do not say a word. No, your main job is cleaning. It's making sure that Ruthie has enough water if she's nursing. Yes. It is It is just moving quietly, silently around yes. and cooking <laughs> a meal. Perfect, Sheila. I th- I love this idea. And I even if they don't know they're going to need it, within a week, they'll realize that they want the, the Sheila Dolan package. Yes. Okay, so that's my weekly package. Now, I ran this by Sister Monica yesterday. Yeah. yeah. We did a mini, a mini lab rats reunion where I kind of, I told her that I might do this package. She said, cooking. She, she said, you cook? And I said, yes, I know how to cook. I know how to cook, but I've never yes. had a nice kitchen before. Right, right, right. Guess who has a nice kitchen? Ruthie, Ruthie and, Jeremy. and Jeremy. They yes. have a full kitchen. Parents, so, the parents Ruthie, are good. You did okay. make dinner for Ruthie every day when she was a child. So <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. Right From there a- in New York City, in downtown NYC. So yes. you've been through this routine before. I've been through this, but I've I've always appreciated her comment years later when she said how much she loved my blackened chicken before <laughs> blackened chicken was all the rage because I forgot it was under the broiler. But anyway, <laughs> okay, okay, so Sheila, that's new parents just want a hot meal, okay? And I actually yes. I love the hours that you're going down that four to six in the afternoon. That's what our mother, our mother of eight children, she used to refer to it as the witching hour. Like <laughs> things just the parents are exhausted, yes, the baby is tired, yes. you're trying to stretch that baby out so so that you. You can put the put the baby down for the night. Liz, you know. Liz you're laughing. It's all it's, it's stretching the baby out. That's yes, what I'm no, you yes, are stretching. That is that was one one of mom's key verbs. And you're just <laughs> stretching them out between the nursings, between the naps. Just stretch that baby out. Yeah, yes, because yes. you have to teach the baby how to sleep. The baby has to figure out night and day. So four to six. Perfect, Sheila. Right. I love it. Now, love it. here's where I run into trouble. The weekend. Yes. On the weekend, I just want to come down and smell the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. just want to hold her and touch her and smell her and yes. coo at her. Now, how can I propose that as a helpful, <laughs> helpful situation? And what is the time limit on that? Sheila, <laughs> I, I, once again, I think... I think for all parents and for new grandparents to have set times that the parents can count on you, that you will be there providing relief. It gives them some relief. So then Ruthie will know, or Jeremy will know they can take a nap. You know, Sheila's going to be on duty. 
Uh, she's just going to, she's going to walk that baby around. You're going to take that baby out of the apartment. So they don't hear the crying. You're just going to stretch that baby out, okay, walk, that baby, out. <laughs> walk, walk her around the block. You just well, get, give her the fresh her. I'm, I'm right. I'm, I'm yes. yeah. The stroller now. Yes. Right. Now that's, that is an issue because they're in a very, well, it doesn't matter. There are a lot of stairs. I'll do it, Julie. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll stretch the baby again. Out. <laughs> Ruthie was raised in this building, and you were not in in the same kind of building, like a downtown walk up building. You did it when Ruthie was little, when she was your baby. I'll do it, uh, Liz. I yeah. was forty years younger, but I hear what you're saying. No, I know what you're saying, Sheila. You um, will be using muscles you haven't used in forty years. <laughs> you're going to be exhausted, so it's very important. I'm going to be in you, good shape. <laughs> you're going to you have to remember to hydrate. You have to rest. You and are going to be my naps. Yes, you are going to need a nap. Okay, let me tell you that. Yeah. All right. So, um, so names. Um, we got some great responses from the Satellite Sisters uh, in terms of what I should name myself. Now, I teach reading to young kids. And if there's anything I know about, it's syllabication. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy for a baby or a young child to say two syllables, maybe mama or dada, yes. but not grandma Sheila. I mean, that's right. a lot. Too much, no, too much, no. yeah. So I was gonna go with a she-she or a lala. Mm -hmm. I, I don't uh, again I, like I don't <laughs> I like it I think it's I think it's good that you have a name that you know you're comfortable with and Ruth and Jeremy are going to have to they were they're going to have to refer to you as something you know so <laughs> right so and that's sooner <laughs> yeah. so the sooner the child starts to hear whether it's shishi lala lili which was one of your childhood nicknames but now you don't like that i wanted us to call you lili when you were a child and we we always refuse Let's throw it in there maybe for once in my life i can be called lili by someone <laughs> yeah no I think that's good, but but pick a name, but pick a name because even before she is able to say your name, I mean they're gonna wanna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna wanna say to the baby, she she's coming over. <laughs> Lala's here. Look, yes. look who's here. Lala. Pump, pump Lala up, made you black and chicken for dinner. <laughs> right. Exactly, Julie. I want to. Okay. Okay. I want to be a known name, right? Yes. No household. Yes. So, no household. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What else? What else should I know? Any general? Okay. Tips? I have, I have a couple of other things. I mean, we've talked about this on Satellite Sisters and that is the first photo. Okay. You have to think very carefully about your top, what you're wearing, because you're going to have that first picture of you and yes. the baby and that's going to be the picture that hangs around, okay? And if you're, <laughs> yeah. and if you've got okay. like some horrible thing on, you're no. going to regret it for the rest of your life. No. And she's going to regret it. I mean, look at Shishi in that, you know, yeah. crummy top. No, okay. Plan an outfit right now for meeting the baby, okay? okay. A solid uh, top. I'm going with a solid top. I, yes, yeah. yes. You have yeah. a beautiful color on today. Thank I you. Think that would that would look very nice. Nice, but I have no doubt that you can pick something to wear but think about it sister okay, okay looking at your background there it looks like you've got plenty of choices there in your closet <laughs> okay i've stepped it up since i moved to new york i mean you cannot wear athleisure wear to work around here like no. in la 
So yes. I have some really nice outfits, Julie. Yes. And here's the other thing, people. What? I live three blocks from the hospital. Oh, so oh good. I am Perfect. going to have my clothes, hair, makeup. I'm going to have good. it all ready. Sheila. Hair and makeup. <laughs> I usually don't recommend that to new grandmothers. But of course, she, she, no. is going to have, yeah. she's going to have hair and makeup. And then it's going to be a beautiful photo that you're going to cherish and you're going to be so proud of yourself that okay. Okay, you're right. going to think okay, that yeah. was a really good blowout. I'm glad I stopped on my way to the hospital to get a blowout. Now, as this is also the hospital that Ruthie was born in, right? Yes, this it is. This is where you gave birth. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it that's is. That's so nice. A long time ago. So, I mean, go figure. Everything. That's in, very sentimental. Everything since I've moved back is just, it's just everything is working out. So yes, three blocks from the hospital, outfit, check. Anything okay. else, Julie? Yeah, I would say this is the time before the baby's born and it will it'll become and it will evolve. But you need to develop your signature style as a grandmother. Okay. I mean, what kind of grandmother are you going to be? Are you going to be baking Nana? Are you going to be <laughs> no, Scrabble no. Nana? No, I, I suspect not. Okay, no. adventure Nana? But no. You will, I mean, there will be certain things that you and the child will do together that will give you both a great deal of pleasure. That's good. That's good, Julia. That's your signature style. These are things that you know that she she may not do with her parents, but it's some a special activity Mm. that you know that she will do with you. I'm a firm. I know, Sheila, it sounds like you've stepped up your uh, your clothing wear, but you're going to need to step down your clothing wear for babies, okay? <laughs> yes, okay. Other okay. than the photo. Other than okay. the photo. Other than the photo and the hair, the most important, you need to wear soft, washable tops. So okay. when you are holding that baby and that baby's, that delicate, delicate little skin is against your top and it's so cozy and they feel yes. so secure and that's what you want. Okay. Cause then they're going to throw up on your top. Right, right, right. So you, okay. So you need to have that. Soft, and then, washable tops. And then I think all grandmothers. So far we've just about clothes i know well <laughs> no, i have good. some more well no i talked about activities of course I you did about that, i'm okay? only kidding okay but then i also think that you have to have some things that you know will really enchant the child okay mm, maybe okay. it's a necklace maybe it's a Ooh. scent you know like if you always wear a certain perfume oh, or something aromatherapy. like that Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, something like that, that, that as the child grows, they know that she, she always has like a great necklace on or fun earrings, you know, they love that, you know, you're right. You're right, Julie. This is all good. And then I, yeah, yeah, then you got to have a little magic about you as a grandmother. Okay. (laughs) And, and I think the magic has got to be in your purse. Okay. This is, this is what it is. So that in your purse, there's, there's something that will delight the child, you know, whether it's, it's a secret little toy or, you know, now my, one of my signature moves with my grandchildren is mints. I always have mints, but you know, you know what? It goes a long way. I, you know, they know that. They know that Nana has mints. Okay, okay. that I is like part that, of Julie. my magic. You see, yeah, I like At it. that because magic. you yes. are creating this magical, wonderful, supportive relationship 
with this child. Okay. It is, it's going in tandem with what the parents want. You know, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, yes. you, you got to do the, you got to do it the way they wanted to want you to do it. Okay. But, but you have to create your own. I magic like that. Magic. Juliana okay. magic or yeah. she, magic. Yeah. She, yeah. she magic. Yeah. I mean, as I was taking the cross down bus home from my gym today, Julie, I saw a two-year-old yes. and I watched as the two-year-old was sort of touching the MetroCard machine and touching her face yeah. and then a yeah. lot of bodily fluids yeah. coming out. And the only thing I could think of is get the wet wipes. <laughs> what are you doing, parents? So I know I'm going to have wet wipes in my yes. mouth. Yes, 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 you will have wet wipes. That so child. Be sanitary she-she. Yes. I am so <laughs> that is my signature. I mean, I'm yes. not that lavender scented wet wipes, anything, yes. anything yes. to enchant. That- that child will never, never have a runny nose on your watch. No. I mean, for what it's worth, that's always been your move. Long before COVID, yes. this was your move. Yeah. Yes. So wet wipes at all times, um, little toys. I'm a big uh, reading to children books. Yes. I'm going to have yes. a bag full of books with me. Always bring out a book. I have picture books ready for baby. I have them all ready. So yes. Um, See, that's it. You will have your bag. Yeah, I mean, you've always carried like five bags with you at all I times. I know. I've or... always, and yes, a little Mary Poppins bag <laughs> yes. where I have all the things that I need to keep baby happy. Yes. Yeah. See and that? And clean. Is... And clean. <laughs> <laughs> germ free and so, you know and so she New York City oh my she god will, she will come to enjoy that she will I am sure <laughs> you will make the washing of her little hands yes the washing of her face you'll get some special soft cloths oh, and yes. you will make it part of your special relationship Sheila right and then I'll introduce her to coffee and it will be great. We can say, <laughs> well, maybe later on. Yes. I mean, there's, you know, again, it's part of your magic, part of your style. It will evolve as the child grows. You'll develop your own favorite TV shows that you like mm. to watch together. Yes. You know, I mean, you're a grandmother, right? I know. You don't, you don't have to discipline this child. No, it's so great, Julie. I'm so I do excited. believe in manners. Now, I, I feel like that is part of my role as a grandmother is the child needs to have manners. Okay. Yes. So that, that they, you know, they, they know that it's, you know, manners, Nana over here. Like they, you know, can't put their elbows. <laughs> manners on first. Okay. Yes. I, I, I think yeah. respect and, and is very important. Yes. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Woo, Julie, it, it's, it's, it's a lot and yet it's so exciting. It's, yes. it's, um, and I think it's going to be a day by day journey. Yeah. As, oh, it's as, but, but it's it's so intuitive, Sheila, and you will you'll you are going to fall in love with this child, and you just it's hard it's hard at this point to imagine that, but it will be instantaneous, and uh, oh, and I, Julie, I couldn't, this has I couldn't been be so helpful. <laughs> I couldn't be I couldn't be happier for you, Sheila. I really couldn't. So, Sheila, oh, I'm assuming that that Ruthie and Jeremy also want you there for the birth? Is that part of the plan? I know they have a doula and there are some other people involved, right? Oh, yes. I'm I'm going to be there. Now, yes. it, it, it wasn't a flat out, uh, you ask. know, ask, but I'm, I'm there. I'm going okay. there. I've taken the day off 
they're going in the night before. So I don't know if I'm going to do that whole night, but at no. least a part of the night and then into the day. And then um, I will be at the hospital. There will be a doula, which I think is perfect for my daughter. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. wants another woman besides me mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and another person besides her husband in the room. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. I think and I, that's... I respect that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then there's a little piece of this, the after doula. Um, she comes maybe once a week just to set up the lactation and all yeah, of that. Yeah, help with all that. I think it's wonderful, Sheila. But I I'm four to six. If they if they grab at that package, I'm willing and able. Yeah, and you just six. come in and do that. I will say that's important. Like, you know, if the, the two parents are going to be tired. So mm -hmm. the most important thing for you out. is to be rested and fresh. Rested and ready. Well, and I'm silent, not fresh okay. after work. <laughs> but, but you will, you will be, Sheila. You okay. will, be, you know, okay. just uh, have a. You will, and silent. You say nothing. Oh, I say nothing, Julie. Say nothing. The eyes, the face, show no emotion. Just move, move. About. You know, because Ruth reads your face, and she'll be oh, like, all the I time. know what you're thinking, right? So she, silent, she, she silent. Will not let me emote. It, it's just. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So that's what you, I mean, she. No yeah. affect. Okay. Yes. Jill. No affect. All of that is super <laughs> important. Yeah. yeah. We do appreciate that you sent all of us a video of the baby's room. <laughs> that was good. Oh, so we, so we yes. can see the like shower gifts that had arrived and already been set up or in place. That was, that was very helpful because also in a New York City apartment, you never know, like, where is that child being stashed? Oh, she's, <laughs> she's lucky she has her own room. Yes. That's the way I look at it. Yes. She's, she's a very lucky little girl. Yes, as I recall, has... Ruth never had a whole room, but no. she did have kind of a couple of walls walling her off from your living room. She and had curtain. no ceiling. She had no ceiling. Oh, there was no, no ceiling. Yeah, it was just three quarters drywall, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we 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 stuck her in there, but she um... had a nook. She had a nook, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, she had a nook, and I mean. What's better than a new baby being born in the family? Hey, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's right? so exciting. It's so exciting. Well, thank uh, you for listening. Uh, I'm sure I'll be checking in when the yeah. baby's born. Well, come back mm. if you if you have the energy. Come back anytime. Maybe <laughs> like after the first three or four months go by, you okay. can make a return visit. Let us know how it's going. On but my also, day off. Yeah. On your day off. <laughs> But also, Sheila, uh, your birthday is this week. So happy birthday. Thank right? you. Birthday is coming right up. And you know, it's so funny. I just saw you in New York two weeks ago. As you know, we, yes. were, have, we were having dinner to celebrate my birthday. Love it. You and my friend Catherine Drew were on the Upper West Side having dinner. And I think I told you this, but I don't know if you saw it. But listener Elizabeth Keim or Keem said, she posted this in the Facebook group. I'm pretty sure I just spotted Liz in New York City at the <laughs> Ribbon on 72nd Street. Didn't want to interrupt the birthday celebration, but I heard her voice and she caught my eye as I walked by. Was it her doppelganger? And I said, no, no, that was me. And I was with Sheila. And uh, she said, I thought that was Sheila. So, so oh, glad, I'm glad it was you. Unbelievable. And not your 
unbelievable because Julie- Elizabeth, yeah, that's not my neighborhood, but no, no, you never know. You may see me again. Please say hello if you yes. do see us. Exactly. You should I mean, always say hello to Saddle Show. Just that week on the show, Julie had been spotted in the wild in Oklahoma. Talk about random. He's randomly hiking in Oklahoma. And a listener said, was that Julie I saw on the trail? And it was true, Sheila. It was true. Oh, yes. Oh, please say hello. Please. Elizabeth and others at NYC, you can keep your eyes peeled for a grand new urban Nana. That's right. Don't don't call her Shishi or Lala yet. That is (laughs) TBD. TBD. Okay. Well, good luck. I'm, I'm Sheila, sure we'll we're so excited. What a, Thank what you, a, sisters. What a I mean, happy, happy know, time. We know secretly one of the reasons you moved back to New York is you kind of had your fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yes, of course I did. But I had no idea it would actually happen. Yes. And it yes. just, it just, again, everything's worked out. So um, okay. I'm sure that everything will be fine with the baby too. Yes. Okay. Well, we can't well, wait to hear. Much okay. love to you and to Ruthie and to Jeremy and to the baby. Thank you. All right. Thank Bye. you, sisters. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Liz and Leon here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from pros is getting rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what 
what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. We are back and we're going to do a little entertaining sisters here in a bit. But first, even though Leanne's not here, we did want to remind you of some of Leanne's upcoming appearances. And we explain them on the podcast, but all of the info is always at leandolan.com on her events page. So if you're trying to catch up with her on her tour to talk about Lost and Found in Paris, her latest book, that's all at leandolan.com. First up, Julie. You helped arrange what sounds like a delightful event in Dallas. Yes, I'm very excited about this. Liz, we were just talking in the last segment about spotting satellite sisters in the wild. Uh, I mean, here's your chance, people. Come to Dallas, Texas, because on Thursday, October 13th, between 3 and 5 p.m., Leon is going to be signing books at Rise Cafe, which is the perfect French restaurant here in Dallas, Texas. They're known for their super delicious souffles, Liz. I know you've been there. So it's going to be a great event. There will be satellite sisters there. I'm going to be there too. So um, helping helping Leon. Yes. Multiple sisters in the wild. Multiple Multiple sisters sisters in the wild. This is your chance. Make it an afternoon. uh, Get a, you know, that all the information about how to register and this event you do need to register is on Leon's uh, uh, page at leandolan.com. Um, but make it an afternoon. You can come see Leon. You can have a delicious souffle. You can visit with me. You can meet some of my real friends and satellite sister friends. It's going to be delightful. Okay. Hey. All right. That's Dallas on October 13th. And then yes. Leon will be in Dayton on October 22nd. So there's a meetup there. Again, details online. Then on the the 27th of October, she will be in Southport, Connecticut at the Pequot Library. That is our home library yes. where we grew up as children. Leon spent a lot of quality time at the Pequot Library. So check that 
arrive at on October 27th. And then she will be on Long Island uh, on October 29th at the East Meadow Library. And that's a book talk and a signing. It's free, but you do need to register for that. And the registration starts October 10th. Again, all the information at leandolan.com on the events page. All right, Jewel, our Satellite Sisters of the Week. Yes, we have to talk about Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal. If you are not a tennis fan, this past weekend, Roger Federer retired at the Labor Labor Cup match in London, playing doubles with his longtime rival, Rafa Nadal. Uh, Roger Federer is really considered the best in the game, and it really was quite the farewell. Um, At one point, Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer were sitting on a bench They were both crying and holding hands. Uh And so, Liz, I want to ask you, because you've been in the sports business, everybody knows that you've been around a lot of sports uh, professionals. What did you make of that farewell? What did you make of the rivalry that this is like two decades rivalry between these two uh, incredible competitors? Yeah. What did you make of, of this event? Well, it says, uh, well, you know how much I love Rafa Nadal. So, okay, I've always sort of rooted for Rafa against Roger. However, um, it says so much about Roger Federer that he chose for his last pro appearance um, to be in this team environment, which the Labor Cup is, right? He was yes. playing doubles with Rafa on his team against a world team. He even lost, you know, the, the doubles right. match. So the fact that he chose to like go out as part of a group instead of going out as like the greatest man of all time, mm-hmm. that says a lot about the guy. And then he was interviewed. You can look on YouTube. I put a link in the show notes. His interview afterwards with Jim Courier. I'm sure yes. you saw that, Julie, right? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. So Courier says to him, you've gone from being a young boy to being a sporting icon. Like, what's that like? And Federer said, it was never supposed to be that way. I was just happy to play tennis and spend time with my friends. And I was like, <laughs> I know. yes. I mean, it was just, it was great. And I mean, yes, you're right. I've spent a lot of my career in sports. Those rivalries are super intense. So, but it just goes to show the respect that the athletes have for each other when they've been in that kind of great rivalry. It's mm-hmm. like Agassi versus Sampras. Remember? Same, yes. same kind of thing. But it was it was just super emotional. <laughs> it was, it really was something it says, uh, you know, I think it's great for tennis. And, uh, and I know Rafa Nadal, his wife is about to have a baby, uh, Liz. So, really? I mean, he, he, you know, he did, he made a special appearance for Roger to show up uh, and, and he didn't stay to play in the rest of the tournament. They, they worked that out. Um, he just came for Roger. So, okay. That was sweet. It was a great moment. And, you know, there's so many bad moments in sports and bad behavior in sports. When you see something like this, I think you just have to celebrate it. Right. Yeah. You know, and we just love to talk about friendship. So here you go. That was just a beautiful example of a beautiful friendship. And, you know, the way the tennis business works, I mean, it's not like he's going to disappear forever. He'll have like business dealings at future tournaments. So they'll, they'll be friends forever, which is really nice to think about. So, yes. okay, well done. 
Rafa and Roger. Well right. worth watching. If you have not seen it, go back and, and watch the interview. We'll totally. Even if you're not a huge tennis fan, yes. I think you would appreciate just the emotion of the moment after such a career, like seeing Serena at the end of her career. Correct. You know, it's just a lot comes together in that moment for someone who is as great as Serena was or Roger was. Okay. Uh, moving on. I have an entertainment recommendation. Oh, good. Okay. This weekend I watched, there's a brand new documentary called Sydney, which is on Apple TV plus, And it's a, um, it's the life of Sydney Poitier. And it was produced by Oprah. So, you know, I have to watch that. Yes. Right? Yes. And, you know, I mean, okay, here's an amazing actor, an amazing man. And it has, there was, but there was so much I did not know about his life. And uh, the, it was directed also by Reggie Hudland, you know, who is a super talented director. Mm-hmm. So I just highly recommend, if you think you know Sidney Poitier, you don't. Okay. There's a lot of, I, really I have always admired him, you know, for a long time. So I'd be very interested. In yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. So there's a really thoughtful interview, Julie, with his first wife and children from his first marriage, because that ended poorly with his affair with Diane Carroll, which oh. I had never really thought about oh. that part of it. And then one of the people they interview in the documentary is Lenny Kravitz, who is apparently Diane Carroll's nephew. Did you know that? I did, I did not did no. know that. Okay, oh. we all know it now. So that's, yes. okay. I mean, uh, you could, that's that's news you can use. I mean, yes. you can sprinkle that around. Yeah. Now it's possible when he keeps calling her my aunt, my aunt, my aunt, that it's more of a, you know, just auntie. I, but anyway, it made it sound like he was related to her. Anyway, then a lot about his deep involvement in the civil rights movement. Talk about friendship. He had an amazing but volatile friendship with Harry Belafonte. That's a really interesting part of the movie. And then other commentators they have throughout are people that knew him really well, like Morgan Freeman is in it. Robert Redford is in it. Babs is in it. Barbara Streisand is in it. Uh, (laughs) Denzel Washington. They all knew him really well. And then also some other just cultural voices. Uh, Spike Lee is in it. Halle Berry is in it. And as I mentioned, Lenny Kravitz. Can never get enough Lenny Kravitz. So that is Sydney on Apple TV+. Plus. Totally, totally recommend that. Okay. Good one, Liz. I like that. Okay. And then one other comment I just want to make to you, because last week uh, on the show, you recommended it's the return new season of the Great British Baking Show. Yes. Are you in? Are you in? Are you watching? Yes, of course. So I had to get all caught up with that. You know, so I'm they've only dropped the first two episodes. uh, So I caught up with that and I sort of had a a light bulb moment um, of why. I could never be, I mean, there are many reasons, but the biggest reason why I could never be on the show. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, you're not British, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. Here's what the really good ones do, Julie, which I've never done in my whole life. What's that? Very commonly, they try something and then they don't like the way it turns out. So they dump it and they start over. They look at the camera. They said, well, I'll just have to do that again. Yes. That is something that you would just would never see happening on cooking. With <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to make the best of whatever it was. And so with baking, I guess you can't really fake it that way. Anyway, the idea of starting over, you're on a clock and you're yeah. starting over. I just really admire those people and I would never be one of them. <laughs> okay. Liz. 
Okay, good to know. <laughs> but when things are curdling, you might want to start over. Okay. Well, I'm not going to eat any of your baked goods ever. <laughs> so that that's fine. I wouldn't okay. recommend that. No, no. And I'm not forcing them on anyone either. But it looks like it's going to be a good season. And I know you predicted the winner on last week's podcast. Yeah. So I saw who you predicted. And mm-hmm. I can see why you're a believer. But there's some other strong competitors. So oh, they I are. Think, I know. It's, yeah. it's, it's very early in the season. So everybody can get in on it. Hey, Liz, I have a recommendation for you. Did you read the book Hamnet by yes, Maggie O'Farrell? Did you yes. enjoy it? I really enjoyed that. It t- I got to say, it took me a little while to get into it because, you know, it's unusual. But yes, I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, then you should definitely run Don't Walk uh, to go get her newest book, The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell. And this is a fascinating new novel. It's set in the Renaissance, Liz, okay? Okay, Renaissance Italy. And it centers on the life of a young duchess, Lucrezia de de Medici. Okay, (laughs) set in in 1550s, okay? And you think, well, how can this be interesting? But this is so suspenseful. It is so involving. There's a lot of family drama associated to this. This is a story of a young girl who through a series of events is promised in married uh, marriage to a duke okay? okay and you don't know if the duke is on the good side or you don't you don't know what the duke's intentions are you just That's don't know it, about the duke you just don't know about no. it okay. but you know her writing style i mean some people yeah. have a very sparse writing style but maggie o'farrell's writing style is incredibly rich the descriptions yes. you know of you know of life in the 1550s you know is is amazing so this is a very involving book so well written i i would highly recommend recommend it to you and to anyone else. And if you haven't read Hamnet, uh, you don't need it to, to read it to understand this book, but both books are outstanding. So, so is, this, is, is this, this is fiction? This is fiction. Okay. Yeah. It's, All right. But it's historic fiction. Okay. It's based on a real uh, young duchess, okay. Italian duchess. All right. so okay. the, ma- the marriage portrait. Excellent. All right. Okay. We will put a link in the show notes to okay. The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell. Okay, I just have one quick hit because I thought you and Leanne both needed to know this, though I'm not sure you will be able to take advantage of this opportunity. I was in New York last week on my way to Cape Cod. Yes. And, you know, culture, the season is opening in New York. You know, Broadway is opening and other events, cabarets are opening. You are never going to believe well, you missed his first engagement, but coming back, playing at the famous Cafe Carlisle, October 7th and 8th, is one of, you and Lee, and this guy is one of your favorites. Really? And yes. Yes. Okay. You know who it is? I won't even make it. Yeah. No, no. no I don't know. Who is it? Okay. Who is it? It's Eric Bergen. You know, he was one of the stars you, you love. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Loved the TV show, Madam Secretary. Yes. But everyone in that show was from Broadway. Yes. Super talented. He had been in Jersey Boys, right? Yes. So, Eric Bergen, oh. in case, you know, you want to throw some stuff in that weekend bag. For yes. Days, yes. I, I head know. Up. It's, shoes it's, in the bottom. Yes. Go on. Go on. He's at the Cafe Carlisle again on October 7th and 8th. I know oh. it's a long shot. Just putting it out there because it's, you know. That seems like an evening packed full of entertainment. That would be so fun to see him. He is such a great performer, such a great singer. Oh, that would be enchanting. Okay. Okay. 
It's, I don't know if I, I, I it's I a long shot. I know it is a long shot. Okay. I thought we should at least recognize him because you and Leanne were such super fans in the TV show. Mad- the Thank TV you. Show Thank you. Okay. Well, maybe some satellite sister can go to that. Yes. Uh, to the, uh, Please go and report back uh, on your findings. Yes, we would like that. Speaking of satellite sisters, I have a quick hit. One of the big discussions on our satellite sisters Facebook group and also pretty much all over the internet are butter boards. Do you know what I'm talking about, Liz? Butter boards? Well, okay. I, I saw that in the satellite sisters Facebook group. At first, I thought this cannot be real, but I, that's what I thought. I thought it was a joke, but it is, you know, you take a board, you spread softened butter, and then you put things on top and you serve it with bread and radishes. Okay. And this is supposed to be an intriguing and delicious uh, new appetizer. Okay. Well, there has been a lot of discussion about this, but I am just so grateful to one of our satellite sisters Kathleen Quinn, who wrote in on the Facebook group, she said, OMG on the butterboards, hard no. Okay, <laughs> listen to this, Liz. Okay. Right. She spent years working for an outstanding butter company, Kerrygold. Have you ever tried Kerrygold butter, Liz? I love Kerrygold. I, that I is love actually it. like my brand of choice, Julie. Okay. I, I love the Kerrygold. She worked there? She works there. So she's a butter expert. And okay. she said, I will tell you, butter goes soft, squishy, runny, and oily uh, really, really quickly once it is out of the fridge. And, comma, it's harder to scrape off surfaces as a result, particularly slate. Okay, because that looks really good on a, you oh, know, yeah. for an appetizer yeah. to have that piece of slate you know, but don't put the butter on the slate. That's what Kathleen is saying. She said, I love, love, love butter and um, and let it love you back. Okay. You hear that? That is the final word on butter boards, Liz. Hard no, love yeah. butter and let butter love you back, but don't spread it on slate. Okay. Uh, okay. We just have such an amazing community that we have a true butter believer in the community know. who's going to give us the right steer on butter boards. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. And I'm just telling you it's on the horizon. I don't even want to go there. Cream cheese boards. Okay. Oh. Just, just don't, don't even say that. Don't even you. Oh, now that you've said it, that sounds delicious. No, I just feel though, I do feel like in the post COVID world, the idea of all of us smearing together on the same board like something that I wouldn't have been hung up about like three years ago. Now, mm, I'm I'm just not sure that's the way into the future. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You know, butter or no butter, everyone in the same, smushing around in the same area. Uh, that would be a hard no for me too, Joel. So, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Butter believer, Kathleen. We, yes. we, we believe in you. All right. Well, this has been fun. We've covered everything, Julie, from really? big, ten, big 10 football to Russia to becoming a new grandmother to butter. It's what a show. Leanne's going to be very proud of us when she hears this. So mm-hmm. we, would, we would like to thank always to Sergio Enriquez, he, our engineer. He's the one that makes us sound great. 
Also, Emily Loudermilk. Emily does our graphics. So you see those after every show. She listens to the show and then she just creates whatever she wants that she thinks captures the spirit of the episode. I know so it's always fun to see what she picks, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she surprises us. So mm-hmm. and we just so that always goes in the on um, in our Facebook uh group so follow us on facebook at sad sisters and then we use them in oh i'm sorry did i say facebook i meant instagram ah instagram so so you'll see the at sad sisters on instagram and then you'll see it in facebook so thank you emily thanks always to our sponsors you know when you support them that keeps our show going and growing plus they really are great you know we do love our sponsors we don't just say that so thank you to all of this week's sponsors and okay, Joel, um, to-do lists for the week. Uh, what do you have? What do you have? Going okay. On? I have the Southern pumpkin dilemma going on. Okay. If you live in the South, you know what I'm talking about. It's, you know, it's fall now. You want to put out your pumpkins. You want to have those decorations and have it look great. But the thing is, Liz, it's still hot here. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still like in the 80s and 90s. So if you buy your pumpkin now, okay, it's going to rot. And then it creates mosquitoes swarm around the rotten pumpkin. <laughs> However, if you yeah. wait, okay, yeah, for the possibility of cold, cold weather, you know, which we, we may have by the end of October, all the pumpkins, because they've been out will be rotten. Okay. So it's it's just, you know, it's just hard to know like when to get your pumpkin, uh, you know, and will it last uh, to Halloween? I don't know, but that's the dilemma that all Southerners, anyone living in a warm climate (laughs) now faces is when, uh, when to get the pumpkins. How about you? Okay. All right. Well, I mentioned at the very top of the show that um, that I love water aerobics. So this week, actually tonight, I am introducing a very good friend of mine to water aerobics for the first time. She oh. lives, my, my friend Vashare, who, who you've met. Yes. Um, she, she wanted to try it. And she, but she doesn't consider herself a strong swimmer. So she was a little bit daunted by it. I was like, no, for God's sakes, you have a flotation belt around your waist and the pool where I go sort of alternating nights, they have shallow water and deep water, water aerobics. So tonight we're going to do a little intro to shallow water aerobics. And I'm going to see if I can get someone new engaged in, uh, in water aerobics, Julie. I'm very excited about it. A water aerobics mentor. Who I mean, <laughs> who would have thought? Good work, sister. Good work. Thank you. I'm doing what I can. All right. This was fun. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed listening. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs> <laughs>